T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Picks the Bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. Corey Griswold with just the best bumps coming in. Just, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. It's a warm Saturday in the middle of October, and we're playing just good vibing bumps. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Corey Griswold hanging out behind the board, hanging out on the mic. We've also got Derek Kramer jumping in as well. Derek, how you doing, bud? It's because I don't have a life. That's okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Once you <laughs> I, admit it, though, it's a problem. You can't do that. <laughs> no, you see, the thing is, is, when you admit it, it sets you free. Um, oh, I don't know about true. that one. Yeah, I don't know no, about that one. No, like you're saying that I don't have a life and going from my one job and then popping over here because I'm bored. Uh, and then you're just like, yeah, sure. Why don't you? Why don't you just stick sure around? Um, so Got some NFL stuff to talk about. Yeah. No Bills game, which means like a uh, red zone is just going to be glued to my I'm television. I'm perfectly okay with a day off this week. You look tired. Like you said that, and I saw like the like, bags in your eyes developed as you said it. That's because thirties, man. Hi, welcome to the show, Jerk. You're looking like real trash. <laughs> I mean, hey, Derek, I, I, welcome to the show. You look like booty cheeks. Thanks for coming. I can't say anything. Like I'm 24, <laughs> and like I have back problems. Like if you like ever hear me like wake up in the morning, it's just like a chiropractor appointment. It's just bro. You're talking to 30 year olds. Don't 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 start. Don't start there. I don't know. We were talking about Let's Don and, and Dylan Cousins both being like their young like early 20s, and yeah. we were both just like, this is disappointing. <laughs> you know, uh, but otherwise, you know, things are happening. Sabers are looking fun. And they're a good time. Like Sabres after dark has been like a blast for two games. Oh, and not to mention the fact that they just look a lot more legitimate throughout mm-hmm. these first. Of course, we've been fooled before at the starts of their seasons. Yes. Uh, so obviously, we need to approach this with some form of caution. But it's been a pure delight uh, to watch them thriving, and a lot of these young players starting to thrive in different ways. Dalina point a game right now, and it's just sick how he's doing it, scoring JJ all these Paterka, goals. point a game. Paterka is a point a game to start, and he's looked hot. Cousins looks like he, the numbers are finally coming up to him. Mm-hmm. Where, Good, he finally got that first goal of the season out of the way. He got it out early. Yeah, and he's looking like he's going to be more of a consistent point producer for you this year. Of course, you want to see a little bit more. You want I do want to see if Jack Queen can snap out of it because you're not carrying him as a healthy scratch. No, like it's not like the, I, I, like I did these feel couple bad for games him, though, when when Hinnestroza now has four assists through two games. I was like, oh man, yeah. No, Hinnestroza <laughs> is saying like, you can take my roster spot from my cold dead hands. Yeah, like he's like, no, no, no someone else will screw up before me. 
because it certainly not, will not be me. He's going not it, and he is voicing that rather loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see Middlestack get a goal, being able to contribute, but there is going to be a question of when Jack Quinn turns back into the lineup, who is the first one out? And that's going to be a surprise probably to a lot of us. There's a lot of guesses about who it could be. Well, the name that always comes up with that is is usually in terms of forwards either being traded, dropped, whatever. It's Casey Middlestat. It's Middlestat, and I've seen Olofsson's name from a lot of opinions from oh, yeah. mm-hmm. fans. And Olofsson, you can actually, Olofsson is, the, is the second option for and, what forward do you want to trade? And I don't know if I'm making that up. Uh, but, you know. I mean, it, it, those are the two names you always yeah, those hear. Those are the two names the we forwards. typically see yeah. from opinions from either like Sabres Twitter or, you know, analysts, um, any of the beat reporters. It typically is the opinion of Casey Middlestat looks like he might be that fringe guy, the 12 slash 13. Especially when he stores a place like that. And he's made some heady plays so far. He, oh, absolutely. In this season, looking like a valuable bottom six contributor. Mm hmm. But like back to Paterka real quick. The Sabres have not had a top six forward drafted in the second round since the days of Roy and Pominville. Man, have they needed something like this. Do you offhand know the year Pominville was drafted? I know Roy was 2002. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Pominville's early. Isn't he like 99 or 98? I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm like I've, I assumed he was like late 90s where I'm like, they really it's either late have 90s not or had a second round forward develop yeah. at all. Nope. No. Draft was in 2001. I'll count it. 01 and 02. It's late 90s. Yeah. I'll work it. Pominville uh, yep. and Roy, 01, 02. Yeah. That is the last time they've had a top six forward with consistent production on the Sabres. Gross. But at the same time, love to see it. Oh, fi- like finally Kevin you, Adams you break is, the mold. Kevin Adams' boy just drills it right away. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's... It, it's the young guys that are the exciting part. I mean, that's that's where we're looking at. Of course, at, that yeah. It, that's the where the hope guys. has been entering this season, mm-hmm. has been about the youth and the development of this team, and what's the next step. So far, the only young guy to kind of disappoint, and, and you know, disappoint, it's, I guess, loosely, is Quinn. And and that is, he is struggling. He is looking a little bit uh, lost out there in some sort of sense. However, I do think there is um, plenty of promise, though, still, mm-hmm. because a shot like that is... Worthy of a roster spot alone. Look at Victor Olofsson. Oh, absolutely. And with Olofsson, his deal coming up, uh, he's going to be hitting free agency. They could easily slide that in. And if Quinn is basically Olofsson, it's not the worst first-round pick in the world. Yeah, no. Alex Nylander. Yeah, I mean, I, this thing we literally have recently seen worse. We've le- yeah, we've seen so, all, we've seen a lot worse over the years recently. Any of the yeah. years, um, but it's good to see that. They're exciting in such a different sense right now mm-hmm. because you hearken back to the 10-game win streak. Um, Phil Housley, the coach, uh, things are finally looking like they're rocking. You're getting that pre-goal pop. I went to that pop, San Jose game. That it was pre-goal amazing. pop. Oh. Everyone loves that pre-goal pop. But, you try to say that five times fast, but this team is doing it in a different way because that 10-game win streak team, they were getting their teeth kicked in analytically. I mean, it felt like every game was an overtime winner. Looking at you, Ristolainen. It was every game was an overtime winner. I'm saying that facetiously, but I feel like out of ten, like eight of them were overtime winners. The thing, like if we can really look that up, like it's hockey reference is a brilliant thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing was is that analytically, whether it was an overtime win or not, they were getting their teeth kicked in, and. Yeah, nothing told you that that was sustainable. At yeah, all. it was not sustainable, and everyone on Twitter was saying that, and everyone on Sabres Twitter was like, "Shut up! Don't hurt my feelings. This team's great." Can't win, can't ruin the vibes. We're first place in January, 
and then everything fell off. Weren't they something? I, they um, were first place in the National Hockey League on January 1st when the St. Louis Blues were 31st. Yes. Okay. Yep. And the fortunes flipped, and Buffalo. Buffalo was like an 88%. I, I remember seeing something on NHL yeah. uh, Network where it was just like, they're like well into the 80s of like percentage of they, they will make the playoffs. And, and we and were they thinking fell here, apart immediately. And on the other side, St. Louis, who you had the first round pick for from the Ryan O'Reilly mm-hmm. trade. By the way, great song for that year, Gloria. Yes. But, Spectacular. But as of January 1st in that year, they were in last place. Mm-hmm. They were. I mean, they were bad. Hockey analysts are thinking Buffalo's going to get a top five pick or they're going to have to sell that next year's pick. The trade and they're great. probably blowing things up. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what happened. The literal opposite. And we got probably the most bitter taste in our mouth of a trade there. I mean, at least this one, this, this Eichel trade, it looks like. The returns are good. Well, I the mean, returns Tuck are looks fantastic. Tuck looks fantastic. The one goal he had, I want to say, it was to go up five to three. Oh yeah, that was so nasty. Where Tage just flips it over. Tage to him and with he a just nice skates around. That was by the spectacular. way, the, the Tuck goal overshadowed how sick of a pass that mm-hmm. was from Thompson. Yep, it was a great play by the two of them. Great, the, play great play by, play the, two by the two of them. And then Tuck goes ahead and drags and snipes, and it's like, oh, okay. He he has been. Don Lean has taken all of the headlines, followed shortly by Paterka, but Alex Tuck has been fantastic to Alex start the Tuck year. has been a very popular piece for the fans and someone that some fans wanted to see as the captain yep. of this team, but he is delivering. And that's the biggest part of this right now is that man's delivering. He's putting mm-hmm. up points. He's putting up his end of the bargain alone against Eichel. Um there's a better points per game percentage, actually. Yeah, Sneaky Joe tweeted out two days ago, basically yeah. saying that like throughout no, these last few games, it's not even basically. It's yeah. through their tenures as they've made their flip. Yep, Tuck is is Tuck has a more points point. per game. Yeah. Michael, of course, is coming off of that injury, and he's his first year healthy. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to worry about that. I am, however, going to continue to look at Peyton Krebs because that was the shiny piece of the deal. Yes, it was. Tuck was actually not the really. He I was, mean, he, he, was, he, he was the veteran you he get was, in return. He but, was the top six roster player you got in return, but mm-hmm. Peyton Krebs was the draw. Yep. Krebs has been – he's still a great passer. He's I'm, hot and I'm cold. still up he's and down learned, on how I feel about honestly, Krebs. Krebs is still learning what he can get away with. Yeah. Oh, that's and a perfect that way is, to put it. Yeah. And that is something that Granado is beautifully going to allow to happen. Mm-hmm. Is He's going to allow Krebs these sorts of mistakes – He's going to help him look at it and go, you got to not do that. Like, yeah. That's how it works. That's how you develop. That's. I'm not going to say the RK curse word. We we deserve to no longer hear that anymore. Ralph Kruger? Die, oh, why did you do that? I'll just smile at him. He's just like looking at me with this stupid little smirk on his face like, hey, I'm going to do it. Ralphie Krugs. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to say You know what's fun? I'm I would say, say Ralph Kruger. I was thinking about it, though. Derek start yelling again because... We were tormented for less than two seasons because the man never coached a full NHL season in his NHL career of a coach. Never made it through 82 games. No. Ever. Derek's going to hate the next point I bring up about Ralph Kruger. Why? I think realistically he wasn't even the worst thing of like the 10-year, 11-year run here. He was just like the final thing that needed to happen. No. You needed to have that truly He took Buffalo awful. fans... Who would yes. wait outside in a party in the plaza for playoff games mm-hmm. and made them stop watching hockey? Absolutely. Tell me that's not the worst thing. Oh no, it's close. It's close. Who? What? The period. The period as a whole is the worst thing. What that is the worst part of it? Oh, well, I mean drafting. If we're being totally honest, they couldn't develop no! a draft. You had he to took have them. Rasmus Dahl 
killing this yes. new golden god and decided I'm not I'm going turning to go his ahead mic and play him any, oh, yeah. anything. He's like, he makes one mistake. He's going to be stapled to the bench. He takes Jack Skinner, who you paid $9 million for, and says, you're going to want to go on the fourth line. You know what? No. Better yet, go in the box. His mic isn't even on. Upstairs. Corey, turn off your mic. I'm just having a good time. It, it doesn't have to be <laughs> on. You can still hear me. Absolutely. That's I, the worst part. The thing with Kruger is I maybe it's maybe it's because Stop I do like No, we deserve better. Oh no, I'm moving on to Granado now. No, yeah, no, we're we're done. You said a curse word, I got mad. Corey can turn my mic back up. We're done. Okay. <laughs> but I think the reason why I've kind of just I've like I'm just settled in it. It's a lot like you still for the Bills, Rex Ryan is the one where you just I cannot talk about him this the is whole still, thing. This is obviously clearly worse. But yeah, I, Kr- I have Kruger's to easily this. worse. I have to Granado, though, and it's kind of the same thing with McDermott, where I've gotten to a point where I'm like, yeah, but look where we're at now. Like, I'm I'm much happier. It's part of our our existence, our history now. Same with 13 seconds with the Bills. Same with the last 11 years for the Sabres, which is, you know, now it's an NHL record for most seasons missed for a playoff, right? But yes. So uh, it's, it is now, and possibly still could be based on the look of the Atlantic Division. Yes, the Atlantic uh, the is a wagon. Playoff drought. Absolutely. This is a Man, point I want to make about Granado, is, though, if I could, because absolutely. there was... The thing that bugged me the most is the disrespect to players that appeared to be taking place under Kruger. Like, I think about how Skinner was treated, where Kruger would say one thing in a press conference, and Skinner would basically say, he, this, I have no idea what he's talking about because this is not what he's saying to me. Which, as a professional adult, if you've got your boss talking like that and saying one thing to the press and saying a different thing to you, that is not showing a very respectful mm-hmm. thing to you. And how in both... Uh, Sean McDermott's tenure with the Bills. You never hear players talk about feeling disrespected by how anybody in a position of power on that team treats players. It seems like the culture of respect in that building is very good, not just between players, but also from staff to players. The Sabres now under Granado clearly have mm-hmm. a culture of respect to the yeah. players and how that how that works. And you hear Granado constantly talk about communicating to guys, talking to guys, like, I want to talk to him first or I want to do this. Like It's clearly well, form, from, foremost yeah. in his mind. Almost in like a complete flip right. from the Skinner situation. Almost like it's, he consciously understood that that was a problem But before. like during Darlene's period last year, he was not playing well. And right. there was some animosity towards Darlene. The start of the season. The start of the season. Yeah. Renato did not shut up about Darlene's ability to play, how Absolutely. good he was, yeah. what were the positives of that night. There may not have been a positive Granada would find one. There doesn't have to be a result from that. It doesn't have to lead to success. Yeah. But I, I really believe success doesn't happen without it. And I completely the agree. fact yep. that that now exists in both buildings, I think, is a very good sign going forward. Both buildings have taken time to become respectable organizations in their respective sports. Both. Right. The Bills, as much as, you know, I, I do know a lot of people yelled and complained about the Bagulas for their tenure and their, and their stewardship of, of the, the Sabres. But ultimately, they did screw up quite a bit with the Bills early on as well. I mentioned him, Rex Ryan. Yeah. And that whole run of, at one point, they had Ed Reed and the secondary coach, and they were really just bringing in fun names. And but you and could also was going on. You could see the chaos, especially on those Rex Ryan teams, mm-hmm. where like it looked like the defense didn't know what they were supposed to do. There was constant, like before a snap, an offensive snap, you'd see defenders on the Bills just looking back and forth to each other, like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, I, like w- w- there, there was no structure. Right. There was no, I don't even want to say discipline, because they... they Dan always kind of points to like the, it was the players' fault. It wasn't. It was the coaching. Yeah, it was. There, it was, was, there was no coordination. disorganization. Disorganization. Yes. Preparation. Yeah, lack all thereof. of it. But now with the Sabres, you're sort of it, it's taken longer. But also, 
and, and this is where I, I, I do have patience with sports. In this sport, sports. there is a little less frequency of mm-hmm. the instant turnaround. Well, because prospects, you're drafting guys at 18, yeah. and unless they're a top-five pick, you're likely selling fans literally, okay, um, you're going to see him next year. It'll take a bit. Yeah, like at best, you're going to see him next year. And yeah. even then, he won't immediately like be a people, star. People go like, what about Colorado? And Colorado was a bit of an anomaly because they just happen to have one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah. But they had the pieces already there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that they... They that basically didn't everyone, have to draft anybody else except Kale McCarr. Yeah, everyone forgets that with Colorado, it was a situation where they already had that young talent. Mm-hmm. They had already cultivated it. Ottawa's kind of now becoming, in a sense, I guess, that team as well, where they have all the young talent. They didn't have a great season last year or the year prior, but now they're sort of on that upswing. Buffalo is trying to catch Ottawa, and I think they have the young talent in the prospect they're to do it. They're trying not to do it in a way that makes them sacrifice another mm-hmm. end. Uh, because, again, they're looking ultimately at how to do this the right way. Yeah. We've seen different ways to do it the wrong way. Uh, Tim Murray being overly aggressive. Jason mm-hmm. Bottrell deciding to, in a sense, hold off on some sort of things. Or, outside of maybe two trades, backfiring on any player acquisition mm-hmm. uh, when it came to the pro side of things. Like, drafting-wise, we're starting to see some returns from him that actually have a tip of the cap. Tia Samuelson being a very nice pick for them. Uh, of course, you're seeing a little bit more from the draft prospects from Botchel now. But also guys leaving that team feel like it seemed like their soul had been destroyed. Like so often guys left the team and then on their way out they would be talking like they needed therapy. Oh, they hated hockey. dealing with the Buffalo Sabres. Like just crushing their will to live, mm-hmm. right? Like Ryan O'Reilly talked about that. You know, Robin Leonard has been very public about dealing with his mental health issues, which and I, I don't think playing in Buffalo helped with at all. Oh, no. Ville Leno, no. basically. Jail. Right? Like all these different experiences in the city of Buffalo that loved hockey and loved the people who played for it. Suddenly leaving the city like it was the antithesis of anything you would love about hockey. For the vibes to be turned around as quickly as they are is not a minor thing. It's not, a, not only not a minor thing, it is probably the best development that they could have had. And I do think that some of that obviously is from how Kevin Adams and Don Granado like to maneuver things, how they like to be able to treat the team as they're going along. And part of it's also going to be, well, I'm excited for that next step. What direction would Adams end up taking in order to make sure that they become a playoff team? Because that's the next step that they're chasing. Oh, I mean, that's the one. I, I've openly said I don't think they'll make the playoffs Not this year. Not this year. But there a are lot of fans us are saying that. that. But there are fans. I, I, uh, Sal Capaccio, before the season started, he did talk about how he really does believe this team can make the playoffs. I, I'm with Sal in that sense yeah. that they could. Absolutely. Do I think they will? No, but I do think they can make things interesting mm-hmm. on a team that's lacking or they're um, not playing up to their potential. I see Washington or Pittsburgh as one of those teams that the Sabres could put a scare into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sabres, Ottawa, both being able to put a little bit of a scare into some of those teams up at the top Absolutely. Um, that are chasing the wild card, for example. I don't think that the one, two, three seeds of the Atlantic are in any danger. No, I mean, Tampa's on to a slow start, but... They'll, They're fine. I hate them. They'll be Florida's fine. Florida's probably going to take a bit of a drop, but it's not really going to mean much. No, they, because and, they were the President's Trophy yeah. winner last year. A drop from that means you're a playoff team. And then Toronto, of course, which as much as Toronto may make us all laugh, and they really don't get up for many of these easier games that they really should hammer bad teams. Arizona to be one. Montreal, we've seen that now 
this year. Are you ready for something fun? Oh, of course. Is it making fun of Toronto? I'm here for it. Yes. Um, I saw a stat that um, Toronto, since January, is like 1-10-1 against the Abs, Coyotes, and Sabres. They don't get up for those games. They don't. It, like, I, I, that stat doesn't surprise me. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, the Steve Dangle podcast, yeah, and, and they it was were, SDP where yeah. I heard that too, and they were and they were saying the same thing. It's like this team is never it, it, that current core, the Marner, the Matthews, like that core. That group. when have they ever shown you that they get up for these games oh, and, and just hammer a bad better, team? Better, better yet, better yet, and even funnier so is the fact that one of the play by play guys for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bauer, mm-hmm. legendary voice, constantly calls the Sabres arena the house of horrors. Because it is not just this core. Mm-hmm. Toronto has a hard time, for reasons unbeknownst to men, because they'll get their winning, fans in there, of winning in Buffalo. Yeah. With a 50-50 crowd. And it's still it's just they like, we cannot win in Buffalo. For some strange reason, they could be the better team. Mm-hmm. The Sabres could be actively tanking, and we could be talking about that on the radio. Yes, Mike Harrington, I said the T word. Um... But they we all may still, not like it, but tanking is fun. There was, I mean, it was one of the most chaotic things. Uh, but it still would be hard for Toronto to beat an actively tanking Sabres team. See, and, and everybody it, in the yeah. building would be upset that day mm-hmm. because not only did the tanking Sabres win, Toronto lost, and you paid money to go over the border to watch them try to beat on a bad team. The Sabres historically, <laughs> all time, have a six oh four winning percentage against the Leafs. That's it's awesome. hilarious. Toronto is kind of why one of those teams where it's like, if the Sabres, they have a really nice schedule here to end October. I was talking about it with, with Joe Yearden when he was on uh, at 12.30. They have a really, really nice schedule to end October. They play Montreal, Chicago, and um, oh, who, who's the other team that they end this, not road trip, but I guess October with? Oh, Detroit. There it is. Yeah. The other young team. But they have those guys. And then you know they have Seattle and Vancouver, Vancouver tonight, which by the way that's at ten o'clock tonight. Sabres pregame with Paul Hamilton. Yep, that starts at nine. Brian Cole yeah, no, as it, well. So if you want to hear that, <laughs> you know, wait until you know later tonight after college oh, football. Yeah. And all Sabres stuff. after dark. Let's get it's a good at time. It. And but Toronto is one of those teams that I really think because they have such an issue getting up for these games. Not only against Buffalo, that's its whole other beast. Yeah. But teams that they are clearly better than, like the Coyotes. If you can start handling, and if you can start proving to yourself that you're one of those teams that will put down the bad teams, like just Tampa? absolutely go after them. Exactly, teams that win cups. When is the last Tampa, time we've Colorado. seen Colorado? When is the last time we've seen the Buffalo Sabers beat Tampa? No, we show up, we lose four nothing in the first, and you're like. Well, they're a better team than us. Okay, that makes sense to me. Like, it's just, it, you know, until you meet them, Tampa's going to be a team that is just going to curb stomp you and just give you hell for three periods. Toronto? Oh, we got them. Yeah. The goal, their goaltending's trash. Their stars just decide not to play well. Just for some reason. For some reason. And now you're starting to see or players at least on the Sabres. One of them shows up and then the others don't. And the others don't. But you're starting to see stars on the on the Sabres, Rasmus Dahlin being one of them, who are just pests and want to bother the other team as much as possible. They maybe first, have a budding rivalry with Florida now. Yeah. What is that about? First That's off, a team that hates everybody else and just and loves each other and is like we screw don't everybody. care. We're going to go after yeah, you. Yeah, screw everybody. We're going after them. Like that that Heritage Classic between the Sabres and the Leafs. You bring up Toronto again. It's a great game. Great game. 
Dylan Cousins gets into some stuff and has to watch the end of the game from outside the glass. But, I mean, that was the game, I say it now, like, both jokingly and sort of as a fact, that's the game where I started telling you and, and, and Josh Schmidt that, okay, he'll fight a polar bear for one of his teammates if it even looks at him wrong. Yeah. That was the game. Yeah. And because it was. Like, he, he gets kicked out, was effectively kicked out because there was no time left. He had, yeah. what, a two-minute minor. So he goes outside of the glass just banging on it, talking with Terry Pagula. The, the Sabres owner. Yeah, and he's just having fun with it. He's because, having a fun time. Because that's when everyone... Re- like, it's not just when us as Sabres fans got to see it. That's when everybody mm-hmm. really got to see that the attitude is now different about T- this Tell team. me a big moment they had last year where they failed. They A big game. Every Every big, time. Every big game, every promotional game, they aced it. They aced it. Aced every it. single time. That's why I think... like, and, and that's why I looked at this October RJ schedule Day, and thought the they Toronto could do something. The Toronto game. Yep. Eichel's return. Every single game. They nailed Final game. Yeah. Every single one. Every single big moment game, they crushed it. But it's it's why I've looked at the schedule and I went, ooh. I mean, me and Corey were talking about it. We both kind of think they could hammer Vancouver. The thing is, Joe hockey's, brought so, up to, oh, hockey's so unpredictable. Like, a winless, the Sabres are facing the only winless team in the NHL. This could mean absolutely, They well, lose 6-2 yeah, and it's a, it's a tire fire. Absolutely. You get pumped five goose. Uh, but, again... The way that this team has been able to respond, and that's the big thing right mm-hmm. now, is they are responsive and adjusting to anything that is happening to them. And like for how young they are, it is first, spectacular. First periods see. have not been good to them this year. Mm-mm. They've lost one game, and they've they've seemingly every time they go down a goal, they do respond. That Florida game, I was I was there at the Florida game. They went down early, and each time they responded, they did not play well at the end of the third period. They were never they were never able to get control of the puck to be able to actually pull Comrie. But there was a constant fight there that they never really curled up and went. Oh, they're clearly better than us. I guess we're done for the day. They just kept going at teams, and that's what's fun to watch. Yeah. We They're are super late to the break, though. Howard and Jeremy style, right? Absolutely. There. I saw Howard this morning too. So that's just that's just his presence now, just absolutely being like, no, no, no. What are you bothering Howard on a Saturday? I was I, I showed up early. He was here doing his show, and you know it is what it is. Wait, he's fine. got a show on a Saturday morning. I think he's got like a few like promotional stuff that he's doing for the Western New York Hall of Fame. So he was he was doing that and all that. He stuff. comes here for yeah, this. Absolutely, Howard. What are you doing? He was up early. I don't know. He's always up early. I I know. That's where we bonded when I was doing the morning. Both, you and I both have worked that show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I I tried for two months to beat him here one day. It literally never happened. Nope. But I got it, here at 4 a.m. one day. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't Man, matter. Man's got his oatmeal and his notes. Unbelievable. I do want to give you guys, though, a quick update on college football. There's an upset alert going on. We're about a minute 50 till halftime. Syracuse Clemson. Let's Syracuse is go. up 21 to 7. Clemson's had a few drives that they've looked pretty good. But a 99-yard fumble return by Syracuse gave them a 14-7 lead. Then they drove down just a few moments ago to take a 21-7 lead. After a down stop, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely huge for Cuse. They're in, they're six and zero for the first time since the 80s. Talk about vibes. And also Cuse football. If they win this game in Death Valley, I don't. We're not going to be able to handle it. We have a few Syracuse alums that, 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 that a, work here at WGR. You're looking at a top five appearance, probably. Yeah, uh huh. You're beating the fifth team in the nation, and you're pumping them right now. Uh, yeah, on the road, and you are just whooping them. Unbelievable. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. We're going to dive into the Week Seven NFL schedule. Bills are off. Are we sure? It, absolutely, I'm doing it. <laughs> I got to talk about some of the bad games. I'm going to watch at one o'clock because the one o'clock window. Oh, so can we is get some trombone? Travesty. Chat, maybe?
Oh, yeah. Yes. We're going to do that. We're going to do that when we come back here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills game day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Sal's All Access presented by Duncan. America runs on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.